Hi, I'm Trevor. And I'm Laura. We're married, and we like to do a lot of different things together. But what got us together initially was that we love to eat and we like to drink. And we love to learn how our favorite foods and beverages came to be. In each episode of this podcast, we'll talk about something delicious and answer the question, Where did this come from? Saturday night this week. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> we had a lovely date. We really did. We got out on the town. We saw some stuff. We saw people. We saw people. Um, I'm lying. We went and got our flu shots at we CBS. We went to CBS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a very exciting Saturday night for us. Yeah. It was really, I think, the first time we've gone out on a Saturday night in... <laughs> I don't know, like... <laughs> Which makes me sound like a terrible... Like, I'm taking my wife out to CVS on a Saturday night. Yeah, we each got a flu shot. We got yes. a $5 coupon. And we used those we coupons. we used those coupons. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it was... It actually was a good experience. We had a very lovely pharmacist yes. who administered our shots. It was great. It was very... Again, very exciting. We <laughs> yeah. did, our, did our civic duty. Speaking of civic duty, uh, when this episode airs... Tomorrow is election day. So get out there and vote. If you haven't already. Right, of course. A lot of people have. They have. Um, we have. Which is great. We did. Yep. Um, but yeah, tensions are high. Uh, I'm full of anxiety. I am too. Um, but we can we can all do something about this. So yeah. get so out there. Vote. Let your voices be heard. We'll leave it at that. We're not going to go deep into the political uh, rabbit hole right now. Anyway, yeah. on that note, we should probably start the show. Yes, we have a lot to talk about today. We do, we do. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of Where Did This Come From? The podcast where we talk about all things delicious and go into their origin stories. Yeah. I'm Trevor. And I'm Laura. And today, I'm going to be talking about birthday cake. Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Um, but before we get into that, we do owe a shout out we do. To one of our Instagram followers. To for, our, our uh, for our hot dog episode. The hot dog episode. To guess so. what it was all about. Yes. So we weren't very cryptic in our in our imagery. It might have been like a little easy, but we had a lot of great guessers, so thank you for participating. Yes. Um, but the first correct answer uh, was from... Yes, Leon. Leon, Congratulations, Leon. Congratulations, Leon, who is a very dedicated listener. He, dedicated listener, a dear friend of mine who we used to work together at a restaurant, and a fantastic Instagrammer. Oh my gosh. His food is like yeah. amazing. So his handle is at we totally should, at we totally should, and just beautiful, beautiful just like, artistic images of the food that he makes. It's He's just fantastic. Every time I scroll past one of Leon's posts, I drool a little bit. So yes, we'll need to Thanks, talk to Leon. Leon. <laughs> Thank you, Leon. And we're uh, we're gonna be reaching out to you soon. We're gonna we're gonna talk about an episode to do together. Yeah. Um, so thanks for all the participation there. Um, but okay, so we are talking about birthday cake today. Mm -hmm. So the month of October is filled with a lot of people's birthdays. It, it we know a lot, a lot of, of people that were born in October. Yes. So happy birthday to all of the October babies. Yes, my father included. Yes, Hank, this yes. one's for you. Yes, yes. Also, um, suggester of the hot dog episode, Dominic Cinquamani, my old roommate and college friend. Same birthday as my dad. October 22nd. So, yes, happy birthday, Dom. Belated, of course. Yep. 
Awesome. Happy birthday, Kieran, our nephew. Yes, and our good friends, Marion and Laura, also October our birthdays. And I'm sure we've probably missed a couple others, so if, sorry. If we, we did, love you. we're not ignoring you. <laughs> we have to keep going. We Yes, we do. The show must go on. Uh, okay, this is like getting boring because literally everything starts in ancient Egypt. And we're going back there. Oh again. my gosh. Birthday cake starts yes. in ancient Egypt. So not birthday cake, but uh, the ancient Egyptians are actually credited with inventing the celebration of a birthday, hmm. not in the day that you were born, um, but, but they believed when the pharaohs were crowned, they actually became gods. So okay. their their coronation day was like their birthday. It was like their, their birthing as a god. As a god, Interesting. Yes. And so that was a huge celebration, a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was sort of where a birthday party gotcha. came from. I feel like we should have started the entire series with just an episode of like, all right, here's all the stuff that came from ancient Egypt. <laughs> Everything. That would be like a seven-hour episode. I know. It would be a whole different podcast at that point. Um, but yeah, so... A lot of things that we know and love today are stem from ancient Egypt. Um, But so then, of course, the ancient Greeks borrowed that tradition, um, but they added the idea of a dessert. Interesting. um, Thank goodness. Celebrating like the the birthday. Uh, So they baked moon-shaped cakes to offer up to Artemis, Mm. um, who was the goddess of hunting nature and chastity interesting um now moon shaped being just round or were they like crescent cakes do we know i i don't know i'm gonna guess round <laughs> i'm just gonna guess round okay it's moon. i'm just know. curious um and it's probably like harder to make a crescent shaped cake so. you gotta make a round one first anyway <laughs> right so they probably started with round um but they would decorate the cakes and put candles in them so that they would shine like the moon, oh, wow. and it was kind of like an offering up. So that's where candles came on the birthday. All came at the same time. Yeah. Cool. Um, then the Romans also baked birthday cakes. Um, so they had cakes that were made out of flour, nuts, yeast, and honey. Those would be used to celebrate weddings. Mm-hmm. And the 50th birthday. Oh, wow. So you didn't get a party or a cake until you turned 50. It's been a pretty big accomplishment back then. Well, it is. So I am I looked up what the average life expectancy was in Roman times, um, and it was about 35 years. Oh, wow. So, so I, 50, I think, was, 50 was like turning 100 now. Right, pretty much. So this was like the, the elders of the community and of... Of ancient Romans. So you only got a birthday cake when you turned 50. And it was also only for men. Women did not get birthday cakes. Ever? Even if they made it to 50. Ooh, that's cold. I know. Harsh. The sites that I was looking at were kind of, there wasn't a whole lot of information um, between, you know, ancient Roman times. And then we get to the 18th century. And we've talked about Germany a lot in the last. And like, it's, I swear four we're episodes. not planning it. And we it did just not mean to do that. With yes. Oktoberfest, hot dogs, and that was it, really. Yeah, and now yeah. this. So yeah. this is our third. We, we Germany took a break. Mention. We took a break with absinthe. Yeah, um, but sorry, this just like happened to be a thing. So kids' birthday parties um, became more popular in Germany around the 18th century. And it would be called Kinderfest. Oh, um, that sounds fun. I know, it does. <laughs> so this was a party held for a child. Um, and in the morning, 
a cake they'd put the cake out mm-hmm. and it would be topped with lit candles and they would replace the candles as they would go out all day oh my gosh so the yes. cake is just covered with wax <laughs> probably <Ugh. laughs> yeah come um, on kinderfest but they would have one candle for each year that the child had lived and then an extra for the year to come. Okay. Um, so, so not that different than today. Not that different than today, although I don't think people usually do an extra one. That's they? true. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but that was sort of the um, basis for a birthday cake and a birthday party as we know it today. Cool. Let's see. I think that was also kind of like torturous for the child because they would have to, they would watch the cake all day and not be able to eat it until after their dinner celebration. Oh, man. (laughs) Which, I mean, to be honest with you, I had that happen a lot as a kid, too. Right. Like the cake. Cake's out and about and you just can't have it. But it's my cake. I want to eat it now. It's really for the guests. But I want it now. So in England, birthday cakes at at the same time around the 18th century. Um, birthday cakes would be would be baked with symbolic objects in inside of them, so it would be like coins and thimbles would in be mixed the, in into the, the batter. Okay. Yeah. That sounds safe for kids. Right. So people believed that the person who got the coin would be wealthy, while the unlucky finder of the thimble would never marry. Oh, you're so. gonna give that? You're gonna put that juju on a child? No, that's. <laughs> um yeah so and broke their teeth too so there you go yeah well i don't think like medieval england was really like known for their was it stellar this was the 1700s at this point yeah i guess when did medieval times happen the restaurant medieval times um (laughs) sometime in the 20th century (laughs) i think we'll say it was a little bit past the medieval times but yeah but still yes um, Choking hazard. But as we have kind of touched on before, you know, all the ingredients to bake a cake were really quite expensive because it required flour, sugar, right. eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most most uh, wealthier families would be making these cakes. It really wasn't an every, every family mm-hmm. yeah. kind of gotcha. um, staple at this gotcha, point. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but then, of course enter the industrial revolution Mm. this was like the great equalizer as far as birthday cakes go oh Um, right because now people had to be uh you know mass-produced um flowers and and sugars and ingredients were were more readily available Mm -hmm. and so more people were partaking in in cakery in cakery oh wow yeah and so i guess the first boxed cake mix mm-hmm. actually came out in 1929 Ooh, just in time for the great depression <laughs> yeah exactly thank goodness we had cake to get us through those tough times talk about a bad time for a product rollout <laughs> yeah seriously well it happens all the time right no it's true it's true i'm just saying it's but now more than 60 million americans use mixes to bake cakes rather than use it like baking from scratch yeah like using i mean flowers. honestly tried both ways the box is so easier, easier and better yeah kind of so i in my only, hands i'll say in my hands i've only really made carrot cake from scratch before i don't think i've made other types of cake i mean it's just it's just as involved 
Right. But, like, I, I don't know. Any other type of cake, it's just so easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes delicious. It does. I know. Um, but, yeah, so the Industrial Revolution happened. Everyone basically had access to the ingredients for cakes, birthday cakes, and birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Basically, were a household annual or more than annual um, occurrence right. if you had more than one person in your house. And so that that's kind of like the the evolution of cake right and why we have it for birthdays okay but i did so before i get into like the fun facts and stuff i wanted to talk about different birthday traditions and celebrations in other countries because i think birthday cake is obviously um like american european you know i think they have it in other places of the world as well. Um, but there's a lot of varying kind of dessert and like birthday traditions. Yeah, let's do it. So um, in India, the children get new clothes for their birthday to wear to school and to wherever they're going. So it always okay. starts with a new outfit, usually brightly colored. Um, and it's worn for the first time. On their birthday. Oh, it's cute. I know. It's cute. It's like the first day of school. <laughs> I know. Um, and Although as a child, I would have been pissed if I had gotten clothes for my birthday. Yeah. I don't remember when I started liking getting clothes for my birthday. It must have been like a... I was probably in my 20s like preteen or something. I guess I stopped getting toys when I was like 12, I would imagine. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I started liking getting clothes when I was probably like middle school. Mm. You know, it's strangely one of the most satisfying things to be gifted. What? Fresh pack of socks. I know. It's so boring, but it's so <laughs> exciting in a weird way. Yeah, that also, I feel like, shifted because that was not always the case. Yeah. Right. Absolutely not. I think when you hit, I feel like when I was in college, I would be excited for socks because it meant you'd have to do laundry less. I mean, if you threw away your old socks? No, if you had more new socks, oh, then you had okay. like an extra <laughs> surplus of socks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I would never th- really throw away my old socks unless they were falling apart. But... Which is a problem we have now with both of us, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We should do a sock purge. Anyway. Um, but yeah, socks Adorable. are now a great birthday present. Adorable brand new outfit for the Indian children yes, on their birthday. Exactly. Um, they also were allowed to eat dessert um before like dinner so they can like all day they get up to dessert i think so yeah um they have they're allowed to do that so good for them yeah um so in japan up until the 50s uh japan had one day that was dedicated to a celebration of birthdays so it's new year's day so everyone celebrated everyone, their birthday? Everyone, like, that was just, like, birthday. That was how everyone celebrated their birthdays. Um, that's just New Year's. Yeah, I, That I seems like, that's, so that's sad. So now, so since that's obviously evolved and changed um, in the last 70 years, um, but now people celebrate individual birthdays. Well, that's good. Um, on their, on person's true birthday. It's like the one day a year you're guaranteed I know your own day. It's like your special day. So, but so in Japan, um, birthday cake is actually also common. It is. Yes. Yeah. They've got some beautiful cakes in Japan. Yeah. You know, like. You get stuck in some really deep internet rabbit holes with some beautiful Japanese bakeries. Exactly. 
Um, so in South Korea, seaweed soup is actually traditionally served as part of the breakfast for the birthday boy or girl oh, in Korea. Um, and I'm probably going to butcher this, but mi yuk guk is the seaweed soup. Um, and it usually is cooked on the birthday because it's delicious, healthy, and nutritious. Mm. Um, a lot of mothers after childbirth have this soup to sort of re replenish nutrients um, after birth. So then it kind of turns around so the mother cooks that oh, for their God. child to give them oh, additional nice. nourishment. Yeah, I know. Oh, I thought that was nice. sweet. Um, all right. So in Ghana, there's a dish called oto. And so this is basically a mash made of yams and eggs and it's fried in an onion infused palm oil hmm. uh, it actually looks really good but the tradition is to cook a huge pot of this um is it like does it come out in like fritters is that what um so the photo of it kind of looks like mashed sweet potatoes okay with like a little crust on it almost mm, and good. sliced like egg on top oh it's egg on top i thought it was like yeah. Mixed in to give it like some extra fluff. If you right. Will. Yeah. So the the photo of it had the egg on top. Okay. Gotcha. So I didn't actually look at the recipe. Almost itself, like but... um, like shashuka. Yeah. But kind with of. like sweet potatoes as the base. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. We're trying um, to make that. I know it looked really good, but so the tradition was to cook a huge pot and everyone would have some, and it's served uh, for breakfast. Delicious. Yes. Then we've got Australia. And this one looked interesting. So it's called fairy bread. Oh, I've heard of this. And it's, so it's like buttered bread looking, it kind of looks like buttered, like wonder bread, yeah, it looks like, like white bread. bread. Um, and then it has those like teeny tiny like ball sprinkles. Nonpareils. Yeah. So this article said tiny hundreds and thousands sprinkles. That must be a brand. Yeah. Um, but it's like the teeny little like non-pearls, like with a multicolor. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it's the the Wonder Bread. So it's buttered bread. <laughs> yeah. With, with sprinkles sugar on sprinkles it. on it. And then you can like roll it up too. So it looks kind of fun and fancy. Interesting. Yeah. I've, I've heard of fairy bread. I've seen pictures of it before. Yeah. Um, looked good. I should ask. I have a coworker who's from Australia. I should ask her. Yeah. About fairy bread. I had to like double Google that one because I was like, <laughs> "Is this real?" <laughs> I had to check my had to my check resources. My, my resources, yeah. Um, so now in Mexico, arroz con leche, mm. um, which is basically rice pudding. Yeah, um, it's is good. A very traditional birthday must, um, and it's usually served warm. Uh, and it's served for the whole party. So yeah, a big, big a little sprinkle of cinnamon on there too. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. We I don't know if you remember this, but in um, a restaurant, the restaurant we met at actually. Um, obviously, working in the restaurant industry, you have uh, a lot of people from Mexico, Central America, South America, nations, bringing their own kind of flair to everything. Mm -hmm. um, not necessarily always on the menu, but in the down times, a lot of times mm -hmm. they'll be like cooking some other national fair and um, several times like on colder winter days people would make a rose con leche in the mm. kitchen and it was I don't remember delicious. that I was I must have not maybe it might have been before you were there before was it wasn't there. often yeah uh, it, it was like amazing. maybe a couple of times but it really stuck yeah. out it was delicious 
So rice pudding was one of those things when I was younger, I really, really did not like and really? did not consider it to oh, be a, a worthy dessert. Um, it but is more than worthy. It's really good. Um, I had some, I don't know, it's actually like recently, I feel like in the last like five oh, years, really? I tried it again for like the first time. But anyway, it is a staple for a Mexican birthday party. Wonderful. Um, so in Russia, it's typical to have a personalized pie. So mm. it's not huge on cake there. Um, but typically on your birthday in Russia, you'd be presented with a handmade pie with like your name or a personalized message carved in the dough on the mm, top. That's fun. Uh, they could be sweet or savory um, depending on the birthday child's preference. Excellent. Yeah. Love a good pie. I do too. I'm actually – so this is a funny episode because I don't like love cake. We talked about this in the pie <laughs> I, episode too. I know. You're not hearing the same episode. This is a new episode. I know, <laughs> even though they have very similar origins. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think I would actually prefer a birthday pie or... Would you miss ice cream cake? Well, yeah, that's true. Would you really prefer a birthday pie over an ice cream cake? No, that's not true. I would definitely prefer yeah, ice cream every cake. every year, every year. And for everyone out there, Laura's birthday is in the dead of winter. Yeah. And I'm... Just... Finding an ice cream cake in, yeah. like, the coldest month of the year every year. And it's wonderful. It's delicious. It's always delicious. And it's always a huge hit because everyone loves ice cream cake. That was the last big social thing we did was yeah, your birthday party this year. I we know. had, like, 30 people over the house in... Um, January. In, yeah. Well, well I mean, it was technically time, February, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that was the last big thing we did. I know. And was we had ice cream cake. The last time we saw cake. a lot of those people was that day. And we had a huge ice cream cake. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Man, it was so nice to see people. Yeah, it seems like it really crazy to think about I 30 think about people that inside of our house. <laughs> I think about that day a lot, to be honest with you. I know. You did like a big taco bar because you love tacos. Yeah. Episode four, tacos. Yep. Check it out. Yeah. I know. Clearly, I think the first like two episodes that I led, it ice was cream ice cream and tacos. tacos. So I'm pretty like easy to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Mine was rum and lobster. So let's let's do the math there. Yeah. But you're right. Pie. Pie is great. Pie is good. But I want to keep talking about ice cream cake for a minute. So, okay. oh, Did I actually make that transition for you? No. Oh. I just want to talk no, about I my personal about love for, for second, ice but... cream cake. Because um, I still love Carvel ice cream cake. Of course. I I mean, my, my tastes have since matured. Um, but I always, for any time I was having a birthday party, I mm-hmm. would want a specifically a Carvel ice cream cake. Fudgy the Whale. Yeah. Cookie Puss. I just loved all of those. Oh, yeah. Um, it usually get the, the regular. Just like, the regular sheet the, cake? The regular sheet cake. With the gel with writing the gel on it? gel writing, oh. exactly. And that Oreo cookie layer in the middle? You know, so good. Um, but now... As I have matured slightly, <laughs> I like to get the more artisanal ice cream cakes. You love the JP like, Licks from JP Licks yeah, yeah. Um, or Tuscanini's in Cambridge. Also has a really good ice cream cake. Um, as does uh, Honeycomb Creamery. I don't think I've ever had Tuscanini's or yeah, Honeycomb. I think ice I, cream I cake. had those through like work events, and they are just superb. Oh man, we. Are we going to have to order an ice cream? Here's the thing. Like, we can't order an ice cream cake for just the two of us. Our freezer is just not big enough to hold it. You can't get really a small ice cream cake. I think in some of, some of those, like, smaller but, places, you can But get. even, like, an 8-inch I think we can make it happen. It's big for two people. we can probably just eat all of it. 
Oh my gosh. Will I will so sick. definitely have a huge stomachache, but it would be worth it. Anyway. Um, okay. So some fun facts. Um, happy birthday to you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a little early. Uh, you got me on that. Okay. So happy birthday to you. The song was originally composed in 1893 as Good Morning to All by Patti Smith Hill, who was a kindergarten by Patti Smith Hill, who was a kindergarten teacher and principal in Louisville, Kentucky. So she and her sister, who was a pianist, composed the song, um, and the lyrics were, good morning to you, good morning to you, good morning, dear children, good morning to all. So that, they actually... I don't find the ending of that to be very satisfying. Well... Good morning, dear children, good morning to all. Well, you can take it up with Patti Smith and... I missed my window there. Mildred. Yeah, I know. Um, But there was a bunch of, like, legal issues because Hmm. a piano manufacturer um, in a songbook in 1912 used their melody with the happy birthday lyrics. Right. Um, And this was kind of a back and forth, like legal battle um and it was finally settled in 2016 whoa i believe so that's crazy so was the issue that the original the two women who wrote it the teachers who wrote it did they just not copyright it and it was like considered to be public domain and the guy just like took it i don't know he clearly heard the song i wonder if he was one of their students Ooh. Saucy. Intrigue. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're just like really bored. <laughs> so we're making stuff I know, up. We're making up I, so mystery the, stories. The article that I read um, really just had some bullet points on this. So. But it was resolved over a hundred years later. Yeah. Wow. Now, was any of this have to do, like, I remember hearing that the reasons why like we couldn't when we worked in restaurants we couldn't sing happy birthday to people there was always like some kind of wacky birthday song or you didn't sing at all and i heard the reasoning was because of like royalty issues with happy birthday right so that that is a thing because i know you can't sing happy birthday in a movie without paying a huge royalty wow um, but yeah, so the off-brand happy birthday songs at like chain restaurants, <laughs> yeah. um, were created to avoid copyright infringement. Gotcha. So we have copyright law to blame for the annoying birthday songs right. at chain restaurants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but apparently singing happy birthday may actually make cake taste better. Excuse um, me? There was a study by researchers from Harvard and University of Minnesota that's basically said that indulging in like a ritual um, heightens the anticipation for participants, huh. and so it makes the cake taste better. I wonder. I wonder if they yeah. just use like the same grocery store sheet cake in different scenarios where like don't sing happy birthday at this party. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no singing. How does it taste? With singing. Do you like it better? <laughs> I do. Is this a different cake? That would be a fun research study to be part of. Just show up and eat cake. Um, so cake has obviously evolved a lot, in particularly in the U.S., 
And I found this fun article on mash.com um, for the most popular cake the year you were born. Ooh. So I looked up ours. And from 1984 to 1987, tiramisu is actually the most popular Birthday cake. cake. Or just per cake. cake. Okay. I was like, because there was no way that yeah. so apparently children the, were getting tiramisu the for their birthday cakes. top birthday cake flavor is chocolate. Still? Yeah. But this this was an article that was like, what was the most popular cake gotcha. the year that you were born? Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so for both of us, it was tiramisu. It was tiramisu. Which I do like tiramisu. I like tiramisu too, but I didn't like it until I was an adult. Right. Yes. And I still like can't, I'm such an old lady. I can't have coffee. Late at night. We literally have to look at the clock if Laura's offered coffee at I'm a certain like, time of the day. Ooh, it's mm. past noon. Mm. Nope. I can't nope, do nope, it. nope, nope, nope. Well, your sleep is sacred to you, so. It is, as it should be to everyone. But I mean, it should Sometimes be. it eludes me, and that's why it's. I know. I need to make sure that I don't have any caffeine. So, tiramisu is like a weird kind of dessert for me because I would have to eat it like at a brunch. in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> at a shower. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, which I have done. I have made exceptions. You have. And I've had it after dinner. And you've paid the price. Gasp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that at that point, it's like all the sugar plus the caffeine. That's yes, in of tiramisu. course. So. Of course. Do you know when Funfetti reached its peak? Oh, my gosh. I don't care when. I love Funfetti. It was actually earlier than I thought it was. Uh, so Funfetti had its heyday between um, 1989 and 1990. So it had like a year. It was the most popular cake. Wow. Which I think I, it's still pretty popular. Uh, in this household, it is. It is. I made Trevor a Funfetti cake it for was his birthday. Delicious. You actually, you gave me a wonderful birthday this year, considering we were supposed to be traveling and had to cancel our plans for lockdown. Yeah. Delicious cake. You made me a Funfetti, a boxed Funfetti cake, but you used Flower Bakery's chocolate icing right oh my gosh yeah oh my gosh is so good joanne chang you are a wizard yeah that was a very complex frosting recipe there was just like a bunch of different steps and i think you have to like refrigerate some stuff for a while before you can finish it and yeah. but oh my gosh it was the best thing i'm assuming we've already used it for like promo material for this episode too because there's some images yeah, of it and i think some video i did i did like a lot of photos of yeah. that progress um well, i will just say this like we're obviously recording this before we're putting that stuff out on instagram yeah but everything you've seen on instagram about our birthday cake episode was my birthday cake that laura made for yes. me quarantine 2020 Boom. Boom. and you pulled a fantastic office joke out for my birthday too <laughs> Yeah. For anyone who's a fan of The Office, there's a fan, like a really great birthday episode where Jim and Dwight are in charge of office birthdays for the day. And Laura recreated that experience for me with a sign on our yes. wall. So it is your birthday, period. Period. It's <laughs> a factual statement. Yeah. No, it was a good birthday. Well, you know, we're going to have to be celebrating my birthday also, probably you've raised, in isolation. You've, you've so. raised the bar for me. So yeah, let's see what ice cream cake you can pull together. Actually, I mean, just just yeah, go so buy one, please. One, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna try to make one. <laughs> Don't make one. To be a sloppy mess. <laughs> That's my request. Yeah, one like marriage thing. It's like you kind of have to like ask explicitly for what you want if you have those expectations. Like my expectation yes. for my birthday is that you will get me an awesome ice cream cake. 
And I so understand we're just that. putting that out there. And right I, underst- now. I understand that pretty <laughs> much every year. I am waiting for the year you tell me not to get you an ice cream cake, basically. Yeah, yeah. But we'll have reminders sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's always I, good to be clear on what you want. Yeah, just, just tell your partner, husband, wife, spouse, exactly what you want for your birthday. Or if you want like surprises, be like, get me one of these five things. Yes. Or something. I don't know. Keep it fresh yeah. a little bit. It's true. And then you're no one's a mind reader. No one is a mind reader. And then you're 80% surprised when you get that one fifth. Which is great. Um, Yeah. And then a couple other like times. So 1991 to 1994, the chocolate lava cake. That early? Yeah. I thought it was later than that. Yeah. I do remember lava cake like being on every single menu. I remember my dad worked at Chili's in like the Chili's time. Yeah. Like... The I want my baby back ribs, period. Yeah. And they introduced a chocolate lava cake, and it was amazing. Yeah. And then I found out it was cooked in a microwave, which made me sad. <laughs> and then I got old enough where I didn't care anymore, and I just wanted any kind of lava yeah. cake, regardless of microwave yeah. or not. For those, like, you really need to have the vanilla ice cream with it, I think. Yeah, I came with that on top, yeah. definitely. Well, yeah, of course. But, like, They're a lot, like, some cake, I, I don't really need to have ice cream with my cake. I just need to have a cake made of ice cream. I'm just kidding. I'm just like totally beating a dead horse on this. I get it. You want an ice cream cake for your birthday. I'm on it. No. I've got a couple months. No, my point was that a chocolate lava cake really requires ice cream to go with it. Most other cakes you can kind of yeah. do without. Um, and then I remember this. So 1996 to 1999, red velvet cake. Yeah. Which was everywhere. Yeah. I don't, honestly, I'm going to go out there on the record. I don't get it. Yeah. Doesn't thrill me. I never I did. kind of agree. You know what it is? It's literally chocolate cake dyed red. Yeah. I don't get it. No. I know. Shots fired, red velvet cake. I'm coming <laughs> for you. Yeah. 1999 is going to be pissed. <laughs> I don't want to go back to 1999 anyway, no, so. No, either. Um, but then 2000 hit, and it was cupcakes everywhere. Anything cupcake. Cupcake explosion. Cupcake explosion, which I do remember, like, Sprinkles, the L.A. chain. I don't, but. Well, they they were, like, I think they were the. As a teen in New Hampshire, I was not hip to the, the Los Angeles cupcake. Right, but I feel like. <laughs> I don't know when they opened exactly, but Sprinkles Cupcakes in L.A. And then it took a while for it to get to the East Coast. Um, But then it was like gourmet, fancy cupcakes Mm -hmm. everywhere. Which I just like have a problem with cupcakes because they have so much frosting. I always found that it was all about the frosting. Like I feel like too much effort went into the frosting and the cake itself wasn't great. I know sometimes we agree like too much, but... I really do agree with that statement. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much it for birthday cake today. Um, that's a good amount about birthday cake. Like, I, will... I would never think that deeply about my birthday cake every year. Yeah, I know. Well, now you will. Well, I especially will now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got a couple of references. What's cookingamerica.net, uh, Forbes.com, an article on the history of birthday and the Roman calendar, uh, foodandwine.com, uh, bagsoflove.co.uk, uh, Spoon University, uh, and readersdigest.com. Excellent. Some good stuff. Yes, definitely. Fun, 
delicious topic. And thank you so much for listening, everybody. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, and follow us on Instagram at where did this come from underscore pod. Where did this come from pod? And don't forget to vote. vote. Get out and vote. Ooh. Thanks again, everybody. Enjoy the week. Stay well. Be healthy. And happy birthday to all the folks who are going to celebrate birthdays. This happy week. birthday. And we'll see you on the next episode of Where Did This Come From.